Gospel message. Today's gospel message is titled, Guard Your Heart, Take Captive Every Thought. In this present time, with all the things that are going on, there's a lot of talk about people suffering from mental issues. And by mental issues, meaning there's a lot of depression that's surfacing. There's a lot of suicide that's going on. There's a lot of loneliness that's going on. On the other side of that, there are a lot of conspiracy theories that have taken hold of every type of media channel, social media channel. There's a lot of negativity being spewed there, centered on politics, centered on this COVID-19 vaccine, to take it or not to take it. Everybody believes that everybody is out to get everybody. And there's just a lot of chaos in this world if we really look beneath the surface. And for everything and everyone that we attempt to attribute this chaos to, if we look deep into the spiritual, we will see that Satan is at the base of it. Satan has done a fine job in this present day of really turning us against one another, using all these social things that are going on, using the political atmosphere, using COVID-19, and using the physical effects that it has on the body physical effects, the mental effects, the emotional effects, to really turn man against man. And all of these, we keep on saying that they are signs of the end times, and they are signs of the end times. But without just like casually saying that, let us look really deeply into what is going on and why it's going on. Okay, so again, the political atmosphere, we know that you know, politics, no matter what our personal views on politics are, you know, it's 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 something that has to exist. There are going to be rulers of municipalities, cities, states, countries, um, world organizations. They're going to be rulers because it is on this scene that the Antichrist is going to make his entrance on the world scene, on the government scene. Um, if we study all the books about Bible prophecy in Ezekiel, in Daniel, in Revelation, in First Thessalonians. We see everything that's written about the end times. In Jude, it talks about the end times and false prophets and, and in, in a, a bunch of the New Testament writings of Paul, Paul's letters to the churches, to the Corinthians, and so on and so forth. So it's there. It's very well documented. So even though we're seeing it play out now, a lot of people are not taking it back to what the source is on and who the, the author of all this chaos is. You know, because it's if we're focused on on which political party 
is 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 on the scene if we're focused on the conspiracy theories that everything is tied to everything and this is set to 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 kill these people to 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 oppress those people and to do this and to do that we're now focusing on each other as the enemy you know the democrats look at the republicans at the as the enemy the republicans look at the democrats as the enemy the people who take vaccines look at those who don't take as the enemy and vice versa those who refuse to be vaccinated take the government and those who are being vaccinated as the enemy and we're out here killing each other and that atmosphere is now giving rise to people being depressed to people becoming suicidal to a lot of hatred where you know people are out there in basements across the world plotting god knows what kind of horrendous atrocities that they are going to visit on other human beings who they feel that they are the enemy and they are the cause and this whole time satan and his demons are out there laughing and high-fiving one another at the successful campaign that they are waging against mankind because mankind simply refuses to focus on the word of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 tells us explicitly from verse 3, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And in Hebrews it also says, For we do not battle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities, rulers of the darkness of this present world, spiritual wickedness in high places. So the Bible is telling us that at the base of these things, it is not us, it is Satan. So when we continue to let hatred prevail, when we continue to let anger prevail, when we continue to let these divisions prevail, we are playing right into the hands of Satan. The Bible says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. When something is at work to make hatred be the the overriding emotion in our heart, then we have to understand that this is not of God. The hatred, even though those people who are acting perpetrating are definitely working on the commands of the enemy we who are christians have to see what's going on but yet not let hatred be the overriding emotion in our hearts when we feel led to hate regardless of what anybody's doing we have to take that thought and make it obedient to christ recognize who's at work and pray for them pray for them separate ourselves, but pray for them. You can't hate them because they don't understand. And sometimes maybe they do, but they are under a power that is higher than their own power. They are under a power that is higher than their own power. And that is why they are acting the way that they're acting completely contrary to the word of God. 
as far as those who are of God, now they are in line with the word of God as far as those who are working on behalf of the enemy. Then, then they fall very well in line with the word of God. But that's not us. That's not who we are. So we can hate the things that they're doing, but you can't hate the person. We can't look at another person and then let hatred and malice and resentment be what stirs our heart. Because if we are walking in line with those things, if we are letting those things become what is our processor, then we are no different from those people. Guard your heart is what Proverbs is telling us. Guard your heart because that is the wellspring of life. Because it is out of it that flows everything of life. So if our heart is focused on hatred, then our actions will be hatred. Our speech will be hatred. If our heart is focused on resentment and malice and unforgiveness, then our actions and our thoughts and our speech will be resentment, unforgiveness, and, and unfaithfulness. These are the things that come out of our hearts because that's what we nurse in our hearts. We have to guard our hearts to make sure that the Holy Spirit of God is the driving force in our heart. And we know what the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithful gentleness, and self-control. We have to let the wisdom of God guide us so we can see the evil in this world, but not be a partaker of that evil. People are going to do things to us. Jesus tells us they persecuted him. They will persecute us. So we will be persecuted for our faith. We will be persecuted for believing the things that we believe in, in line with Jesus Christ. We will be persecuted by people who are hate mongers, who are divisors, who are those who love insurrection, those who are who love to incite division. We will be stirred by those people. We will see them around us. They will say hateful things. They will do hateful things. Some of them, as the Bible says, will even creep into the church and they will low-key try to stir the congregation to hatred. And that's why their sermons are always laced with, even though they preach the word of God, you find them attacking other people. They will attack other denominations. They will attack, attack you know, other faiths. Not knowing the dynamics of any individual's heart, but they will attack those things. They will bring politics onto their platform. They will try to stir you in, in along one political line or another. They will bring all these social issues and try to stir you. You know, oh, do this, don't do this. Feel this way about the people who do this. Don't feel this way about people. These are people, this is what's going on in the church today. Where the, everyone is deviating from the gospel of truth and starting to preach on social issues and starting to bring all these things into the pulpits, make, mingling it in with the word of God so that the, those congregations don't even know how to separate one from the other. The Bible says, take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We have to be deliberate about our thoughts. When we see ourselves deviating from the gospel of Christ, from the gospel of truth, then we have to take captive that thought and subject it to the will of God in Christ Jesus. We have to re ask the Lord to rebuke those thoughts and put all our thoughts in line with him. We have to guard our hearts. We have to be deliberate about what we are nursing in our hearts. What is the greatest commandment? Jesus said that you love the Lord your God 
with all your heart, your soul, your strength, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Anytime we are deviating from this, we have to take captive those thoughts to the obedience of Christ. We have to guard our hearts and do violence to those things that are causing our hearts to, to be steered in a way that is contrary to the word of God and to the will of God in Christ Jesus. We are told in 1 Peter that the servant of God must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient in meekness, correcting those who oppose themselves. I love how it says that in meekness, in meekness, not in arrogance, not in not in not in vanity, not not you know proving ourselves to be to be better than anybody else, not raising ourselves up to be to to, to show that way we know more or or we, even though we are making those corrections, it tells us it tells us to be in meekness to correct those who oppose themselves. And this is why this is why, and it's not in uh, it's not in First Peter. I apologize. It's in Second Timothy, Second Timothy chapter two, from verse twenty-three. It says, "Foolish and unlearned questions avoid, knowing that they do gender strifes. And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose himself." And the reason for this is, if God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, it is only God that can remove people's blindness. When you see these people out here who are just hostile towards everyone and everything, these people who will take, you know, these political events as a reason to just be murderous and wicked and rebellious and violent and then now start to to take those violent tendencies and justify them and say why they are right when people are blinded by so much hatred the truth is that there's nothing that human words can say to take away that hatred it is only the grace of god opening up something in that person to allow that person to see the light of Christ. It is only God himself, his grace, that can make those people who are steeped in hatred to come out of the hatred that they are steeped in. And that's why that passage says, peradventure, God will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Peradventure, God will remove the hardness of their hearts to make them see the error of their ways, to make us see the error of our ways if we are walking in the wrong way. So if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. This is such a powerful verse. When people are out there walking in hatred, in malice, in unforgiveness, in, 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 in violence, intolerance, 
and inciting others to do the same thing. Those people have been taken captive by Satan to do his will. Because when we are doing anything that is contrary to the fruit of the Spirit, remember, those who walk in Christ are led by the Spirit of Christ. Therefore, we have to bear the fruit of the Spirit. It is by their fruits that they shall know them. It is by our fruits that we are that it now becomes evident who it is we are serving. It is by our fruit that it becomes evident in who we are in, in allegiance to, who we are in obedience to. It is by our fruit. It is by our actions. It is by our words. It is by our reactions. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And for Christ, unto Christ, it was given unto him the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, the fear of God, counsel, and might. These are the attributes of Christ. So if we are exhibiting or or mulling over in our minds, or doing anything that is contrary to this, then we are not walking in the Spirit of Christ, and the fruit of the Spirit is not evident in us. Therefore, if it is not Christ who takes us captive, then it is Satan who takes us captive. And when the fruit is violence and malice and hatred and outright disobedience to the word of God, to the ordinances of God, calling what God calls right, trying to say it is wrong, or calling what God calls wrong and trying to say it is right. When we are boldly and unrepentantly doing all these things, we have been taken captive by Satan to do his will. So God is saying that it is only his grace upon these people that will enable them to acknowledge the truth that they may recover themselves from the snare of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. We have to make sure, brethren, true worshipers, we have to make sure that we are taking captive every thought and making obedient to Christ. Be deliberate in recognizing where your heart is. Be deliberate in recognizing your thoughts and asking yourself, who does this thought honor? Who is this thought in obedience to? And if it is not in obedience to Christ, we have to take captive those thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. The kingdom of heaven suffereth much violence, and the violent take it by force. Take your heart by force and make sure it is not in any way serving Satan. Make sure it is not in any way in allegiance to those things that are contrary to God in Christ Jesus. And make sure we are taking every thought, every single thought that goes through our head and making them obedient to Christ. So that when the devil wants to make us feel depressed, we remember that God is love and God loves us. When the devil wants to convince us that we are alone so that we can feel suicidal, we now remember the words of Christ that say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. When the devil wants to tell us that even though we, are make, we have made mistakes, that God will never forgive us. 
we remember the word of God that says he is faithful and just to forgive us when we confess our sins unto him. And when the devil tells us that we are doomed to the same condemnation that he is doomed to, we remember the word of God that says, May the God of peace sanctify us holy. And we pray, God, that our body, soul, and spirit will be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Faithful is he who calls us, who also will do it. So when Satan wants to feed lies into our thoughts and in our consciousness, counter those lies with the promises and the assurance and the love of God. Because that is how we take captive our thoughts. And that is how we guard our hearts. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.